0: What an honor it is to serve you by sharing the Lord's heart with you this morning. I truly am excited. Um, I, I think I should probably get a couple of things out of the way first. When I get nervous, I tend to <laughs> talk in a high-pitched voice that's probably not safe. And, um, and I overshare. So uh, by the time you leave today, your ears could be bleeding and you could know more about me than you want to. So this is going to be real fun. Um, I, I want to tell you that I hold this platform um, in high honor and I hold each one of you in high honor in this house. Um, I, I, I refer to this area as a platform instead of a stage. I do that personally personally. Um, I think the name stage kind of gives it an air of performance, and I can guarantee you that I am not trying to entertain you. And I know the, and I know the hearts of everyone up here, and they feel the same way. Um, but when we call it a platform, uh, that gives a space of high honor, right? A uh, platform says we honor those who are here, and we honor this area under the power of Jesus. So I will be referring to it as a platform. Um, over the past few weeks, I have felt the Lord inviting me to share our heart about um, prophetic worship art with you all. It's something that was kind of birthed, and um, it's been developing over the past few years. And I think um, there have been a lot of questions like, why are you so dirty? <laughs> our potter, she, we have a potter. You probably don't know that because you can't see her. But we have a potter who's over here some Sundays, and she wears her apron and everything. And one time she told me that she was out in the hallway just going to grab a cup of coffee or something. And someone was like, why are you so dirty? And she's like, I- I'm making pottery. <laughs> and that was awkward. So... Like where, anyway, and um, lots of us have paint on us, so it's it's you know it's something like, what are you doing, and what happens to the art that you do on a Sunday, and so um, we're going to answer all those questions for you today. When the Lord gave me this content a couple of weeks ago, I thought it would be an informational video that we quietly rolled out on our social media. (laughs) This isn't a video. This is not a video. No. I trust our pastors. I trust Aaron and Erica. I sent them the content for a theology check. Um, so here we are. We'll see how this goes. Um, I trust them, right? And I, and I hold this place again in high honor. Uh, so Aaron has been talking and teaching about culture these past couple of weeks. And when we consider culture, we must posture ourselves to bring heaven's culture to earth right that's the point when we accept jesus and he becomes it all then we have we carry the responsibility and authority to bring heaven's culture to earth and so this morning i hope to tell you share with you um a little bit about that, and maybe hope that you catch the vision. And if there's something that needs to awaken inside of you, well, let's get that done today. Um, one way that we bring culture, heaven's culture, to earth is by art, worship, art, prophetic worship, art. Art is a fundamental contributor of any culture's identity. If you look at any culture around the world, their art it really is the foundational contributor to the shape. Of their culture, the shape of their identity. You, you can look at a culture's art and tell a lot about them what they enjoy, what they like to eat, um, what, how they move, what color, I mean, everything. And so it's no wonder that we, as Christians, as hosts of His presence, we're able to do the same thing with Heaven's culture. So, Uh, It's our great purpose and prize to see the kingdom of God racing through our creativity, shaping the way we see who we are displayed through our expression of Jesus in our own identity. So I want to share with you a little bit about my story. I, um, I taught at a local community college for uh, nine years. I taught in the public school for uh, s- uh, some more years. <laughs> I didn't plan that out, so I don't know. Um, you can ask me later or ask Erica. She does all my life and math. Um, but I... And so and sometimes when, I, when I'll talk... And trust me, I am out of practice. Since we adopted our youngest four years ago, I threw all that away and stayed at home. And we homeschool our kids. And um, and so I feel pretty out of practice. But as I was practicing, there were a few things that came racing back to me. And that is I number. So like I have four questions that we're going to go over today. And I repeat things that are important in case you're taking notes. Isn't that great? So I was teaching, and I graduated with a master's in English, and I taught uh, literature, English, and speech. And um, I know, it doesn't make sense why I'm so nervous. (laughs) Like, you should be a pro at this. No, it's not that easy. It's really not that easy. Um, and And so I... I'm homeschooling our children, and occasionally we pull out the fun craft and stuff like that. But, you know, as far as painting goes, I really haven't been doing doing any of that since I graduated college and took some art classes. Um, But in the latter part of 2018, we made some space in our service for anyone who felt like the Lord was giving them a word of knowledge for the room. And so a woman came forward, and this is back in 2018. A woman came forward and she said, I feel like there's someone in the room who needs to start painting And I also feel like there's someone in the room who needs to start painting again but needs a healing in their arm. And um, when she said that there's someone in the room who needs to start painting, I just felt this thing happening inside my spirit. I can't explain it. I knew it was for me. I knew. I just knew it was for me. There was something happening inside of me, something that was awakening inside of me. And I'm like, man, what is this feeling? It was taking my breath and... So I went back to that corner and met her back there. And the woman who needed the healing came up too, came back there too. <clears throat> and she prayed over us. Well, today, the other woman got her healing. She is selling her art for thousands of dollars in a gallery in Cincinnati. And here I am. <laughs> so God did, God did a transformational work that day. I walked away from that back corner changed and it wasn't because of her prayer it was because the Lord had set me up he was whispering in my ear that something more he wanted something more and so I stepped into it a couple of months and so I just started dabbling in it you know I went to Walmart and got the real cheap apple barrel (laughs) paint that's like liquid and um and just started playing around with it, and my husband's like, "Oh man, you know this is an expensive hobby," <laughs> um, and but he's gracious and he loves me, so he got on board. Um, and then a few months later, after I had been messing around with paint, um, Pastor Erica had a night at her house where she invited the ladies of the staff and leadership to come and dream. And, man, that is my language. That's my language. You want to talk about sitting in a room and dreaming? Count me in. And so we went, and she said, but wear wear clothes that you can get paint on. And I'm like, what? (laughs) And so I got really excited. I showed up. I sat down, and there was a canvas in front of me and paint scattered all over the table. And what happened in the next few hours really changed my life she said to invite the lord to show you three colors that bring you life and this was a i mean this was like a totally like hippie thing for i'm like what but i did it because i trust my leaders and so i said okay god what three colors bring me life? And instantly, you know, I saw periwinkle and purple and deep blue, and I chose those colors, and then we were instructed to invite the Lord to show us what he wanted us to do with those colors, show us what he had for us, and teach us how to awaken our dreams through vision, through color, through shape, through movement, and... It was the first time that I had ever invited the Lord into my creativity, into my art. And and in that moment, I wondered, why did it take so long? I mean, this was what I was created to do, right? Create out of my creation? And so I started to create with the Lord. Dreams were awakening inside of me, and a few months later, I was asked to paint during the worship set, and that was scary, <laughs> and I did it anyway. <laughs> see a theme here, and and uh, man, from there, uh, my friend Sam and her husband started coming to our church, and someone's like, you've got to meet Sam. She's an artist, and, and so I met her, and and there were, then there were two. <laughs> and then um, she and I started a prophetic worship art small group here at the church. And through that, we gained Bridget. And then we added. And then from there, it was like, boom, boom, boom. God started highlighting people to join this team. And so... Um, we have eight now. We have a potter, a digital artist, um, a, someone who does lettering, um, abstract, realism. And then, of course, during this time, too, we added two prophetic dancers. And that kind of started with um, a choreographed dance that they did. And we're like, man, this is your worship. Would you guys be interested in doing this on a Sunday morning? And both of them were like, sure (laughs) and so we added them and and so we we're we're a growing little prophetic worship arts team and um it's really beautiful so with that with that background I'd like to explore four questions with you this morning I'll try not to make that noise again that's (laughs) that's loud (laughs) Okay, one, what is prophetic worship art? The second question that we'll explore, is it biblical? The third, why does it matter? And the fourth, why do we make space for it in our church services? So are you guys ready? We'll breeze through these. This is going to be exciting. Okay, number one, what is prophetic worship art? So, I want to give you the definition that I felt like the Lord has given me and confirmed over and over and over. It's that prophetic worship art is a visual form of prophecy where art of all sorts is created with God as a gift to his people. Isn't that beautiful? I mean, because that's what the gifts of the Spirit do, right? They're gifts. It carries the truth of God's heart to bring strength, comfort, freedom, and a minister to his people. It expresses healing, joy, breakthrough, hope, forgiveness, victory, and it always works to tell us something more about God's loving authority and his power. So everything that we create, from pottery to paintings um, in, to, to dance, dance moves, <laughs> um, this is all for the glory of the Lord. He's the only one in the room who matters. And what we do is a love offering that's laid down at his feet. Each clay bowl, canvas, and dance, we take to the altar for Jesus. It's co-laboring with God to give the Holy Spirit release to do something in the room. We co-labor with him to break open whatever he wants to break open in the room. True prophetic art is a weapon of warfare. I'm going to talk a lot about that later. (laughs) I want to unpack that. And when you have a form of prophecy in your art that's working as a weapon in the room, and we bring it to the feet of Jesus, that's what makes it worship. Isn't that amazing? That's what makes it worship. And worship, no enemy can stand against our worship. Our worship is a weapon of warfare. It's sharp. And it cuts through whatever the enemy's up to. When we fix our eyes on Jesus and we give him our worship. See, when we're worshiping Jesus, he's the only one that matters. Our eyes, our thoughts, our minds, they're not on what the enemy's up to. He doesn't matter. He doesn't matter. Jesus matters. And so when we fix our eyes on Jesus and we give him our worship, everything else falls off the fence and there he is and this this canvas this clay bowl this dance it's for him he's the only one in the room and that's how we wore and we don't just wore on behalf of ourselves we wore on behalf of this house this house falls under our falls under the feet of jesus because he has the ultimate authority. You know what else falls under the feet of, the, of Jesus? Satan's head. It's not in my notes, but it felt right. So is prophetic art biblical? Let's explore this. Um, I... I don't have a favorite translation. I mean, I guess ESV is one of my favorites, but when I study different scriptures, I like to look at all the different translations and then kind of choose the one that God's highlighting for me. And so I chose um, the Amplified version uh, for this scripture. It's 1 Corinthians 14, 1 through 13. 1 Corinthians 14, 1 through 13 pursue this love with eagerness make it your goal yet earnestly desire and cultivate the spiritual gifts to be used by the believers for the benefit of the church but especially that you may prophesy for who for one who speaks in an unknown tongue does not speak to people but to god For no one understands him or catches his meaning, but by the Spirit he speaks mysteries, secret truths, hidden things. But on the other hand, the one who prophesies speaks to the people for edification to promote their spiritual growth and speaks words of encouragement to uphold and advise them concerning the matters of God and speaks words of consolation to compassionately comfort them. And I don't know about you, but when I think about what we do as prophetic artists, we're contending for healing, joy, breakthrough, hope, forgiveness, victory, right? And when, I, and when I read 1 Corinthians 14, especially 13, I'm going, oh, encouragement, consolation, compassionately comfort. Man, that's, that's the intercession of the Holy Spirit on my life, on your life, and on this house. And as prophetic artists, dancers, potters, musicians, we have the opportunity to listen for God's voice and invite the Holy Spirit to bring our art into alignment with what we hear so that we're able to create with God to release his kingdom purpose through images, colors, movement, lettering, spontaneous lyrics during a song. You know, sometimes when the song gets quiet and the lyrics on on the screen are gone and one of our band members begins to prophesy in words that you don't know, that you haven't practiced in the car. (laughs) Something's happening in the room. We're not just trying to take your time. We're trying to give God time to linger We're trying to give the Holy Spirit time to say what he wants to say. And these people up here are tuned in and they work for it. They work for it. And so when there's a quiet moment and they start saying something and you're like, Oh, Jesus. I just know that was for me. It is. Throughout scripture, God appointed people to create things that would reveal his glory, his beauty, and his nature to bring his kingdom to earth. Bringing the culture of heaven to earth is no new thing. And things haven't changed. Considering we are created. Oh, this is so good. Listen, (laughs) track with me here. I'm going to read my notes because I don't want to get it wrong. And considering we are created in the likeness of the person of Jesus Christ, who is the invisible image of God, according to Colossians 1.15, we have been given an invitation to create with his Holy Spirit his gift, his precious gift to us through his death, his burial, his resurrection, and his ascension. That gift is an invitation. It's a sacred invitation. And how could we not respond? Prophetic art calls order over chaos. Write that one down. Prophetic art calls order over chaos. Let's take a look at Genesis 1. The Bible kicks off right straight away. Genesis 1, with the first recorded expression of, cre- of prophetic creation. Is it biblical? Yeah. The Spirit of God hovered over the face of the water. In the Hebrew translation, it's the Ruach. I don't know. But it means spirit, breath, wind, ruach. Sort of like (laughs) mofaza. I won't say that second service. (laughs) The ruach of God. Genesis 1-2 says, The earth was formless and empty, and darkness covered the deep waters. I just... I don't know about you, but I've read the creation story my whole life. I grew up in church. I went to a Christian school, had a Christian family. I mean, Genesis one was my jam. It's, it was the basis for how I understood the creation of the world. But I want, I want you to, I want you to hear this. Maybe, maybe just ask God to highlight it for you so that you're hearing it for the first time. The earth was formless, it was empty, and darkness covered deep water, but the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. The Spirit of God hovered. The Ruach Elohim laid still over the voids over the of the earth, suspended, pulsating with the breath of life, waiting in anticipation to release the wonder of light that would separate it from the darkness. The ruach of God moves from the essence of wind and breath and instead magnifies the power. It's not just wind, the Ruach is not just breath, it's power. And it's the power encountered in the breath and the wind. Think about that. It's not just the breath, it's not just the wind, it's the power we encounter in the breath and the wind. The Ruach Elohim hovered. Man! You don't seem like you love that as much as I do. (laughs) (laughs) He comes for us in deep waters. He hovers over us with great anticipation to what? Release the wonder of light that separates us from the darkness. The Ruach Elohim. It's the wind that changed it all, and it's the breath that is still changing everything. The Enduring Word Commentary, which is my personal favorite commentary when I'm studying my Bible, explains Genesis 1-2 this way. When God began to transform the earth into something beautiful and compatible with his plan, he started with the work of the Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit begins every work of creation or recreation. And Spurgeon writes this about that passage The first divine act in fitting up this planet for the habitation of man was for the Spirit of God to move upon the face of the waters. Until that time, all was formless, empty, out of order, in confusion. In a word, it was chaos. And to make it into that thing of beauty, which the world is at the present moment, even though it's a fallen world, it was needful that the movement of the Spirit of God should take place upon it. And that's true for you. It's needful that the Spirit of God should take place upon you. It's needful that the Spirit of God should take place upon what you create. I don't care if it's dinner, I don't care if it's your kids' laundry. It's needful that the Spirit of God move upon it. The beautiful Spirit of God in the creation stories in the creation story, teaches us to bring order over chaos as we release the creative nature as his most beloved creation. That's us. That's our divine assignment. Come on. That is so beautiful. I just love it. I just love it. You see, we carry on our daddy's legacy. I want to repeat that. We carry on our daddy's legacy as sons and daughters who are listening for his voice in our creativity. When you hear that you're supposed to carry on your daddy's legacy, that may not be such a great feeling. But there's healing because the ruach of God hovers. And you got a new daddy. If you need one, and you do. <laughs> also, not in my notes. <laughs> All right, number three why does prophetic worship art matter? Prophetic worship art is light in darkness. Um, Matt Tommy, he's a well-known prophetic artist um, and author, and I love to follow him. I know my friend Anna I recently went to a workshop, like weekend conference that he held, and um, she was able to come and speak at our prophetic workshop that we held here. And man, wow, such such good teaching. But I want to share with you what his perspective is on prophetic worship art He says, remember in John 1, 1, God is light and life and everything that was created was created through the word Jesus. Then in Genesis 1, God released his nature. His nature is light into the chaotic darkness. And what happens when the nature of God hits something? Transformation. Just as sons and daughters of the Creator God are made in His image, so our creative expression carries His transformative nature through our prophetic voice. That process happens, like everything in the kingdom happens, by faith, because faith is the substance for the tangible evidence that the things we've seen, felt, heard in the spirit realm are actually real. Our role is to bring them into the earth realm and allow our creative expression to be a conduit for the mountain moving power of God to be released. No! I love it so much. Man, I walk away studying prophetic worship art and I'm like Come at me. And that's and that's why I'm here because I want you all to grab your bow and arrows load up your quiver, and say, come at me. Each one of those arrows is your worship, it's your surrender, it's your vulnerability, it's your freedom. It's your freedom. Who wouldn't want to knock Satan square in the face with an arrow that says, Tasha's freedom on it? (laughs) That's what I imagine. (laughs) I don't know what your prayer life looks like, but that's what mine looks like. I want to put an imprint across his face. Tasha was here. And so was my freedom. Oh, I'm getting crazy. We have a costly responsibility to humble ourselves and receive from the Lord in creative expression. Our worship is a weapon against the darkness. The power of God is prophesied. So this is what I mean by I want to unpack a little bit more about what it means for our worship to be weapons, okay? So the power of God is prophesied with the opposite spirit over a demonic spirit that's operating in the room. You see, we don't fix our eyes on what Satan's going. What's he doing? What's he up to? No. No. We ask for a greater discernment. He shows us what's operating in the room. And then we flip the script. And we say, what's the opposite of that? What does the kingdom of God say about a spirit of death? What does a spirit of God say about a demon of hatred? What does a spirit of God say about hopelessness? anxiety, depression, anger, bitterness, unforgiveness. What does the spirit of God say about that? And that's what we pray into. We pray into the opposite spirit to see the thing that Satan's trying to do be crushed. Some of the ways our visual arts team do this is through the use of different techniques, mediums, shapes, colors that represent kingdom culture. So if you've ever seen us using that little gold leafing, that gets me every time. Man, I put a little bit of that gold leafing on there. Anybody else does? And I'm like, oh, the Holy Spirit's up in this place. Like, I don't know what it is about that gold leafing. It gets me so excited. Like, I don't know. I want to do that meme where that one. I don't. I just love it so much. I'm like, it glistens and it waves. It's just, I love that. Our dancers sometimes use different flags to symbolize the release of prophetic anointing or breakthrough in the room. So you've noticed that our dancers break out every once in a while. All of a sudden they come from back there and they've got this whoosh, whoosh flag happening. And I don't know about you, but man, there are times when that just steals my breath. And it's not every flag. There's just one flag maybe that Sunday when it starts waving back here. I'm like, oh, that's for me. And you may feel that too. Let me tell you why. We have found, oh, first I'm going to tell you this, we have found an incredible Etsy store. Um, and this woman anoints and prays over her flags. And so that's who we buy these flags for. They smell of essential oils and they're laced with Jesus. And so <laughs> I'm not kidding. When we open those bags up at home, it's like all oh, the Holy Spirit's in the house and he crunchy. So a white flag symbolizes surrender, righteousness, purity. We have a copper flag, and it represents altar sacrifice, atonement. We have a blue flag, peace, truth, victory, justice, and the dove and fire flag that represents the Holy Spirit's revival. But discernment is key. We can have all these things in our toolbox, but discernment is key. The prophetic artist is always asking for deeper, greater discernment. And when our worship is desperately infused with the voice of Father God, then every canvas, every piece of pottery, every dance, every lyric hosts his presence. And that matters. That matters to the culture of heaven here on the earth. Last point. Number four. So why do we make space for it during Sunday morning service? Well, it's really simple. God moves in and through prophetic worship arts because we host his presence. His design has purpose and his truth has its place. So we pour that out as worship. I think of David... Right? I think of David and how music and pottery must have been the desperate cry of his heart when he became undignified in spontaneous worship before the Lord. He didn't plan that out. That was a spontaneous, undignified dance before the Lord. Nothing else matters as he danced with all his might in Second Samuel chapter six, like no one was watching. And on that, I just want to add this, too, as a side note. Our prophetic worship dancers don't rehearse or choreograph for a Sunday. It's all spontaneous as the Lord gives them discernment over the room. And I want to tell you something. At 15 and 16 years old, these young women know how to war and worship War and worship. And they do it for Jesus. And we get to see that. We get the backflow of what the Spirit is doing through those young women back here. And I don't know if you've ever been up here in the front row, but it's a puddle of kids who are f- flat down, face first in love with Jesus. And there is a move happening in our children in this church. And they are seeking his face. And I love what we teach around here. There's no junior Holy Spirit. That's right. There's no junior Holy Spirit. So when my daughter, Kai, or when Belle, Isabel Kirk, is up here, and they break out that blue flag, it's because there needs to be some peace in the room. <laughs> and they start prophesying it over you. They pull out that white flag. It's because they're discerning surrender. 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 They break out that copper flag, it's because they sense, they cultivate their relationship with Jesus Christ through the week. So when they get up here and they pull out that copper flag, it's because there needs to be some atonement. They don't mess around. (laughs) I pity the fool who wants to marry them girls. (laughs) It's the truth. Well, so I also think about the artist Bezalel. I really have no idea if I'm saying that name right. I did look it up on Google to ask. But can you really trust Google? <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. So I also uh, think of Bezalel, who was filled with the Spirit of God. This is such a cool story. I don't know if you've ever read about this, but I'm going to share it with you. Exodus 31, 1 through 3. Exodus 31, 1 through 3. Listen to this. Now, the Lord said to Moses, See, I have called by name Bezalel, son of Uri, the son of Hur." of the tribe of Judah, I have filled him with the spirit of God in wisdom, skill, understanding, intelligence, in knowledge, and in all kinds of craftsmanship. God didn't just choose him by name and then give him some skill. God chose him by name filled him with the spirit and gave him wisdom. Because Bezalel was about to build something with his hands that would host the presence of God. (gasps) Being filled with the spirit of God, Bezalel built that temple. And he not only just built the temple, but he actually built the Ark of God, which was a sacred relic kept inside the temple. Interestingly, listen to this. Later in 2 Samuel, when David danced before the Lord, like we had talked about, it was just after he had moved the Ark into a city. Bezalel... Was filled with the Spirit of God so that he could host the presence of God and create something that would host the presence of God. The presence of God was all over that thing. And then when David brought it in his city, oh yeah, he danced spontaneously before the Lord. You see, the Spirit of God is laced throughout scripture it's laced throughout scripture and when you're in the presence of the spirit of God you don't know what's gonna happen he gets a hold of you Having his hands on the very thing that had place in God's presence, David became overcome by God and danced prophetically. Why was it prophetic? Because it gave prophecy to his obedience. So the spirit of God is deeply entrenched in creation, which... Circles us back to Genesis 1. The spirit of God is intimately linked with creative expression. So when we talk about David or Bezalel, what we're really looking at is the artistry of God in prophetic acts of worship. And because of Jesus, this is my favorite part. Because of Jesus, we are the new dwelling place. Every single one of you sitting in this house this morning was designed, created by God, the host, the, the host, to be the dwelling place of His presence. First Corinthians 6,19 through 20, First Corinthians 6,19 through 20 says. Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is within you, whom you have received as a gift from God, and that you are not your own? You are bought with a price. You were actually purchased with the precious blood of Jesus and made his own. So then honor and glorify God with your body. If I can connect the dots here, Bezalel was created by God to build something that would host the presence of God. So it makes sense that he would first host God's presence by being filled with the Spirit of God himself in order to build it. <laughs> because we create out of our creation. We have the ability to create out of our divine creation. The dwelling place in the same way our bodies were created by God to host his presence Jesus gave his body to make that happen so now under the new covenant the blood of Jesus we have the ability to create out of the spirit of God who dwells in us but that doesn't come without a cost the prophetic artist must risk it all for the glory of God to be revealed David's wife, she didn't like what her husband did. It says that she was watching from a window as her husband danced undignified before the Lord. And she was instantly filled with contempt for her husband. We were at this workshop, our prophetic arts workshop, a couple of weeks ago. and We were talking about this, and my good friend Jenny, who's our lettering artist got really mind blown about this and she went, wait a minute. So she was watching from the window and I was like, yeah, (laughs) she said, so she wasn't even on the ground floor of what God was doing. She was watching from a window. She wasn't experiencing the glory with her husband down on the floor. We're all going to have critics in the windows. When you step out in vulnerability and expose that sacred dwelling place within you, you're going to have critics. There will be critics in the window. But the risk is worth the glory. He, King Jesus, is worth the glory. He's worth the risk. Week after week, we see artists, musicians, potters, and dancers bring their jars of costly oil before the Lord in worship. It's brave. It's vulnerable. And sometimes, I'm going to be honest, it's really hard. These people aren't just bringing enough oil for themselves they bring enough oil for you too. And they pour it out at the feet of Jesus and contend for your freedom, for your right to come undignified before the Lord. And our worship artists contend all week what you see here out of our dancers, our musicians, our artists, our visual artists over here. That's the evidence of a life well-cultivated in intimacy with Father God. And what you see, see, we, they come and they bring their, their jars overflowing with oil because they work at it all week, contending and warring for pure worship, for intimacy in worship. And they break open that costly jar at the feet of Jesus And let me tell you, that's not just for the artist. You have the ability, and not just the ability, you have the calling on your life to bring your own oil. That's why it's a platform and not a stage. When we start looking at the people who are pouring out their oil in art or in dance or in music, as entertainment value, then you don't have to worry about your own oil. Man, and that's not what the Lord designed you to be as his dwelling place when he called you by name. He called you by name to get in the secret place with him, in the sacred place with him, so that you would know that he called you by name. And that he could fill up your oil and that you could walk in here on a Sunday morning and not carry the baggage of fear, unforgiveness, hatred, bitterness, mistrust. He gave his body and he wants intimacy with you so that you can fill up your jars of worship on your own time, bring it in here on a Sunday and spill it out before him, surrounded by some of your favorite people who also have jars full of oil, who brought, who brought and are doing the same thing. And it's like some oil for you and some oil for you. And we're giving out all the oil because he's so worthy. He's so worthy. And listen, here's the greatest part about your oil. You don't have to just sprinkle it at his feet, like a dab here and like a dab here because you don't you're afraid you're going to run out. <sighs> He's the living well. And as the living well, he never runs dry. And every time you meet with him in the sacred place, he's going to fill that cup right back up so that every single time you come to his feet, you spill it out in extravagant love that says, I'm here and I'm going to risk it all because you're worthy. He's so worthy. And that changes our worship. That's what makes it warfare. Our goal as kingdom artisans is to invite the Lord to show us what he's up to and partner with him to break it open in the room. And we do this as a love offering. So sometimes you might wonder, well, what does happen to the pieces that you do here on a Sunday morning? Well, we give those as a gift of the ministry of Jesus Christ to somebody who God highlights for us. And we have seen the Lord minister deeply through this A couple of, well, it was at the beginning of um, this summer, I had a dream, and in the dream there was a pitcher and a matching cup and saucer set, and I felt like in the dream the Lord said, there is someone in, in this house who is questioning, questioning the spirit, questioning the move of God. Is this real and... If you're real, I want more of you. And the Lord told me to paint that on a Sunday. And I was like, no. (laughs) Because I'm an abstract artist. And this had like delicate, dainty little flowers. And I'm like, Lord, you set me up. Because you know I can't do dainty. You know I can't do delicate. And so I did it. And I was a nervous wreck. The whole time I'm up there and I'm doing these little... flowers (laughs) and i got up here i gave a word of knowledge about it because the lord told me to and i know better by now and afterwards a woman came up to me and she was holding her phone crying and she showed me a picture of the cup and saucer set the exact same one and she said that that morning this is the truth that morning she journaled god if you're real give me a sign And that had nothing to do with me because I'm at the front of that line going, no, please, no, please, no. I can't do the dainty flowers. But that's the pursuit. When he calls you by name. Another story is Bridget, one of our prophetic artists. She did a piece called The Hymn of His Garment. And the Lord told her to do a hand. And she was like, no. No we got some rebellious people up on this team. Pray for us. She said, no. He said, yes. <laughs> so she did it. But she, she felt like he was telling her to sculpt a hand. She makes clay earrings. And so she thought, okay, I'll try that. And she tells me as, as she's making this clay hand, she said it was like the Lord just took over. And in 10 minutes, she had a realistic-looking clay hand. She let that dry She came in, she glued it to the canvas, a canvas that was much different than she had in her own mind, and then had a piece of garment with the hand reaching up to touch the garment. She uses the bathroom in between services or gets a cup of coffee or her water. I don't remember. I'm sorry. I want to get it right. I don't want to be a liar. What? Cleaning Cleaning her brushes. I'm glad I cleared that up. Everything I say up here, I want it to be the truth. And so she's in there cleaning her brushes and she overhears this conversation. Did you hear what happened? Somebody touched the garment on that painting this morning and they were healed. (laughs) Jesus? What? Jesus? Are you here? Yes? Yes. Yes. Later on, second service, two more people touched the painting and were healed because the Lord gave her wisdom when he gave her craftsmanship. I can't make this stuff up. That's good stuff. I want to say we aren't currently adding, (laughs) this is really changing gears here. I should have had a better transition. Uh, We aren't currently adding to our visual arts team because we're we're pretty maxed out right now. But if you're interested in pursuing this, please come and talk to me or any other of our prophetic artists. We would love to pray over you. And we could even get you plugged in to the prophetic worship arts room. And res kids, you're, uh, well, I got to stick true. Wild and Wild and free kids. You can see April for that. How cool is it that your kids get to grow up every Sunday experiencing what I learned when I was 37? I love our church. I love this house. I love it. I love it. I love it. And I don't care who knows it. If you're interested in joining our prophetic dance team, I would love to talk to you, and we can get the application process rolling on that. That would be really, really fun to do. Not for me, but maybe for someone else. Um, I I don't dance. And if I, no, the Lord, I I know, the Lord says no. That would be oversharing. Learn it as I go, Pastor Aaron. He says no. (laughs) you are fully capable of carrying your own jars of oil before the Lord. We want that to be the takeaway today because he longs for your worship. He longs for your surrender. And I just want to thank you. um, hmm. I want to thank you this morning for listening. I, I want to thank you for listening. I want to thank this house, our staff, and our leadership for making space and honoring the prophetic worship arts I am so grateful but more than that the Lord Jesus is grateful for the ministry that we lay out for him week after week after week so if you are part of our prophetic art team our visual arts our prophetic dance team or our worship band would you please stand so that we can honor you do it, do it this house loves you we honor you we see your sacrifice and we we bless the anointing of your oil thank you for pouring out and I believe that we are just getting started, church.
1: So, Tasha, stay up here with me. We're going to do some prayer time. Um, and I want to do, first of all, a prayer over all of you. I want to have Tasha pray over you uh, for the impartation of worship arts gifts. Um, mm-hmm. One quick story on that. We prayed over a young lady named Amber Newman. She preached here a few months ago. Anybody remember that? Did a great Woo-hoo! message on healing. It was the day we first prayed over her when she experienced a significant healing right after they came to our church. And she got touched by the Lord in a lot of ways. And I remember she went home, and it was either that night or the next morning. She, she messaged some of us, and she said, I, I wrote a poem. <laughs> she said, I've never written a poem in my life. And the Lord touched me yesterday, and I got up today, and I wrote a poem. Mm, And so sometimes when the Lord fills you, um, he fills you with artistic giftings, because when you create things for the Lord, uh, it releases his presence. Whatever you do in word or deed, do it all for the glory of God. And so uh, I'm going to have Tasha pray over you. And for some of you, you're going to get a new gift today. It could be poetry. It could be visual arts. It could be a musical thing. Some of you who have thought, I've always wanted to sing or I've always wanted to play a guitar, or, I've always, but you've never done it. And uh, maybe you thought you never had the talent or whatever. Let me tell you something. If we, put, if we put 30 kids in a room and say, draw a picture, you know, sing a song, write a song, write a poem, do you know how many of them do it? All of them. Because the world has not conditioned them to think you're not an artist. You're That's created right. in the image of creator God, and you're created to create. That's part of how he created you. And so uh, Tasha's going to pray over you. And some of you are going to receive a new gift today. And this is not just for the things we typically think of as art. Um, Craftsmanship, you know, woodworking, metalworking, um, home decor. There's so many different kinds of creating. And uh, we want to pray to impart gifts on all of you to create works for the lord um and so tasha would you just pray over them for that
0: oh jesus you are so good you are so good you are so good and greatly to be praised in this house we come before you now consecrating ourselves our spirit soul mind body and will and bringing ourselves under the loving authority of your son jesus christ and as your beloved creation created by your hand I just ask an impartation of artistic gifts. Lord, call them by name. Make Bezalels and Davids out of us. I pray that people would be filled with an awakening right now, a stirring, an awakening, a reawakening, that creating with you is the only thing they want. They never want to go back. God, reveal yourself to them in a special way right now. Impart wisdom and greater discernment. I impart all the gifts that you've given to me and more. God, give them more. Make them giants. Make them giants of your prophecy. Make them giants of your testimony. Make them giants of culture, of heaven's culture. I release new giftings on you in the name of Jesus. I release new giftings on this house in the name of Jesus. I bring this house under the atoning blood of Jesus Christ. And I just ask God that you not only give us new gifts, but a fresh hunger a fresh hunger to create with you, to see your face, to get in the sacred place and fill our jars up with your oil. Oh, Jesus. Jesus, give us hunger. Jesus, give us thirst. Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Jesus, move in this place. Move in this place. Oh, Jesus, We thank you. We thank you. Let the artistic talent just come spilling out, Lord. And let it glorify you. Let it magnify you. And let it speak to your kingdom here on the earth. That many people will be transformed, changed, healed, delivered, and set free by the work of your work in their life. Oh, Jesus, come in a great way. Blow our minds. Sharpen our weapons of worship. Sharpen this house of worship. Yes, Jesus. Sharpen our weapons of worship, Jesus. Make us a house that isn't afraid of the schemes of the enemy. But we come in here shoulder to shoulder with cups full of oil and quivers full of arrows and bows ready to engage oh Jesus let us worship pure humble and with the power of your kingdom in Jesus name yes, God. Yes, God. in Jesus name amen
1: yes God. yes God yes God I just right now in the name of Jesus I break all insecurity yes. off of this house insecurity on the artists, I break it off in Jesus name I pray courage and boldness to create to bless God's heart and to release your gifts and I heard and at a arts camp for my kids one time somebody said one of the teachers said it's not art until it's shared and so I just bless you to share the art God is pouring out I see the Lord pouring out uh, new songs in and through this house the songwriting gifts I see the Lord pouring out artistic gifts, painting, crafts and craftsmanship, yes. metalworking. I saw a forge being fired up. <sighs> and there are some men, oh God, there are some men who are going to be forging for the Lord. <sighs> it's been a dream of your heart and he's calling you to do it. I see you doing this for a living and it's time to start now, so I bless that. I see carpentry, I see decor, design, graphic design, the visual arts, video, video editing, being poured out photography, thank you Lord Jesus, to be used for the glory of God in this house. And in your own lives. <sighs> and so I pray right now, God, the courage to pursue. God, I pray right now you would pour out some gifts so strong. That uh, I, Tasha was this way. She went to paint and boom, she she could do it. And, 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 and is amazing at it. And I pray for that to be poured out in this place. The p- talent and ability to go with what you're pouring out in people's hearts. And I pray that when these, I pray an anointing over of the holy spirit and a blessing of the holy spirit on all art from this house on all craftsmanship from this house and from anyone here that when people people are going to be saved healed and delivered from the artistic works that come from this house songs of deliverance but also creative art works of deliverance god so we thank you for that jesus in your name Nations will be touched and influenced by the art that comes from this house, and so I thank you for that, Lord. The last thing I want to pray there are some here today <sighs> that God is about to unleash his creative force on you. <sighs> you need transformed your light your life is dark, your life like the Like the world at the creation is formless and empty and devoid of light. And Jesus is unleashing his creative force on you today. The light of his gospel, his good news. That he died for your sins and he rose again. And he's going to forgive your sins today. And he's going to fill you with the spirit and breathe new life into you. And you are going to become... His masterpiece, as Ephesians 2, verse 10 says, You are the art. And so, if that's you here today, I just want to ask you to just, I'm just going to ask you to stand to your feet, every head bowed, every eye closed. Just stand to your feet and say, I want to accept Christ as my Lord and Savior today. I want Him to fill me with light. I want Him to pour out forgiveness and grace on my life and to fill me with power to live in a new way for Him by the power of His Holy Spirit. If that's you, would you just stand up today? Stand up. Stand up. Stand up. Stand up. Stand up. Stand up. Anybody. Anybody. Stand up right now. I see you. I see you. Thank you, Jesus. Just repeat this prayer with me right now. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sin. Come into my life. Make me brand new. I'm yours. Redeem me. Fill me with your light and your glory. In your name I pray, Jesus. Amen.